Good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30am to 9am to help small businesses. If you've got any questions to ask throughout this session, please make sure you stick them in the comments or use the hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you'd like any more advice after the session, make sure you join the official Interact QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. There's accountants and business experts in there 24-7 willing to help answer your questions. During the live session, we'll be running a poll, so please engage with that and we'll reveal the result at the end. So my name is Jeremy Gorey. I'm the Managing Director of JGBC. We're an accounting firm based in Scotland, but supporting clients throughout the UK. And what I wanted to talk to you before we get into the questions today is about starting a, a, your new small business. So in the last week, we have seen all of the job losses um, from various high street brands like uh, Debenhams uh, going bust and all the redundancies that are going to be made there due to uh, they're no longer trading. But what we do see as a positive note to lots of job losses when the economy struggles is lots of uh, small businesses being established, whether they're self-employed or limited, we see an upsurgence in these individual small businesses starting out. And this normally is because people need to fall back on their own skill set. They need to find ways of making money for themselves at a time when employment is difficult to secure due to the economy struggling. Um, so now is a really good time. If you're starting to think about what you're going to do going into the near future and into 2021, to have a think about how you would do it. So we speak to lots of startup businesses. Startup businesses is our uh, speciality, if you will. Um, and about 90% of our business, our clients are within the first two years of their client, of their journey as small businesses. Um, so we've got a few top tips that we always recommend to everyone um, straight away. So the first one is make a plan, but keep it short. So we find a lot of people procrastinate. They say, oh, I'm going to do this. I've got this idea. I'm thinking about doing this. And then they spend weeks, months, even years in some cases, planning to go and do something. They've got these big elaborate business plans. They've you know, they've researched it, they've read books about it, they've listened to podcasts, they've attended online training courses and webinars, and actually they, they never take the first step, and they never actually do go ahead with the business. So while we agree it's important to have a bit of a plan, a vision of where you want to go and what you want to do, what's even more important is taking the first step and getting on with it. Um, so our, our first tip is always make a plan, but it's got to be such a basic plan that it's in your head. You can recite that plan without having to flick through a huge folder of documents. You're going to be able to go, this is the plan, and you're going to be able to communicate that really quickly and easily to anyone that asks you, what are you going to do? So the ideal size of plan, we would say, is to be able to write it on the back of a napkin. If you can write it on the back of a folded napkin, then that's a good size plan. No more than an A4 sheet of paper for certain at this point. 
once you start getting into it and start testing and working things out, brilliant. If you if you're a person that needs a plan and you need it detailed, then start planning it there. But the more important thing is to make that first step. Before you make that first step, though, we always advise that you go and get expert advice. Now, this could be in several formats. Um, in Scotland, we have a government-funded organisation called Business Gateway. They have lots of experts and they give loads of free advice and free resources away. Um, another option in England is the Business Growth Hubs. Same principle as Business Gateway in Scotland. They are designed for you to go and get advice and they are very business growth hubs and business gateway are very consultative they're very uh mentoring coaching style uh support they won't do it for you but they'll point you in the right direction to get the right resources and uh skills to be able to do it for yourself um other advice that you can go and get is from local accountants and bookkeepers so on Saturday, my team and I were stood out at the Portobello uh, monthly market where we were meeting visitors and stallholders and just giving out free advice, answering any questions people have. Um, so there's lots of accountants and bookkeepers that will go and do that. Um, so make sure you go and ask for that advice from them. These, you know, we deal with people, accountants and bookkeepers, we deal with people uh, starting their businesses day in, day out. It is our bread and butter. Um, so we've, we always know what's going on. We know where grant funding is. We know what challenges you might face because we've probably met people that have done something similar to what you're going to do. Um, we know where you can go read up on stuff. Um, so we're absolutely fundamental to go and get the right expert advice before you start. But that advice in the main part should be free. Um, so you know, you don't feel like you should have to pay out through the nose to get this basic starting up advice. The next tip is to get the right tools. So we all work differently. All our minds are different. Some people prefer pen and paper. Some people prefer uh, softwares and apps on their phones and iPads. Working out which ones for you is important and being aware of what works for you and what doesn't is important but also try new things test new things but when you're starting out you need to make sure you've got as a minimum a spreadsheet that's going to track your accounts and finances we recommend you go to quickbooks and we use their software it makes tracking your accounts really easy um other things to look at are crms so uh soft these are softwares that help you keep on top of your client interactions you need a good email um, that will talk to your phone and there's no delay and lags in getting those emails through. Um, you know, we recommend Gmail or Outlook. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, but getting the right tools in the form of softwares and stuff at, right from day one is great. However, don't forget these can evolve. They can progress. You know, we've gone through lots of different softwares in our last in our three and a half years of being in business. Um, what we have found is the bigger you get, the more difficult it is to start making those changes and the more time it takes. So getting something right fairly early on is quite important. Um, and then our last tip is to utilize social media. 
So Facebook, for example, has got absolutely tons and tons of groups. There are groups that look at for your local area where you find out all your local news. Uh, my dad's moving house next year at the start of the year. He's already part of a local community group in that area on Facebook. He's from that. He's found dog walkers, cleaners. They know what's going on. They know what's popular. They know there's an artisan market next week. They're going to go and try. So that's great. But there's also the same principle for businesses. There's lots and lots of free support groups and they can be quite broad, like UK business support, or they can be really niche down to your level of expertise uh, and your skill set. Um, so for example, for us, there's lots of accounting and bookkeeping groups. Some are even more niche than just accounting and bookkeeping. Some talk about zero, some talk about QuickBooks, some talk about training to be an accountant or bookkeeper. Um, you know, there's lots and lots of these little groups and they're really, really powerful ways to ask questions and get expert advice from people that have already gone through what you're going through. And that's why we always recommend you join the QuickBooks SMB group, because there's people in there that most likely have gone through what you are going through or about to go through. They face those challenges. They've overcome them. They've learned the lessons. And they're always people that are willing that have learned those lessons are willing to share their experience with you so the may you know that's our final tip today really is utilize that invaluable amount of knowledge and experience that's sat there free people are willing to share their learnings and lessons with you on facebook groups so get involved ask questions and utilize that great resource and between that, having the right tools, getting the expert advice and taking the first step, that's the really important one is you can plan all you like and nothing will happen. It's only once you've taken that first step that you will really start to succeed and understand how your business will work. So once you've got that all tied up, you're in for a really, really powerful starting block and your journey will have started. So if you're thinking about starting a business because you've been made redundant or the lifestyle of employment doesn't suit you anymore, you know, your employers want you to go back to the office, actually you quite liked working from home and the freedom it gave you, but that's not an option. And you're thinking about going into business, join some social media groups, get some expert advice and make those first steps. You don't have to start all of a sudden. You don't have to stop employment and start being a small business uh straight away there can be a crossover you can carry on your employment if you've got that ability and do a bit of build a small business on the side that's what i did it worked really well um so yeah so just get in touch with any of the experts and get that advice so let's get on with our questions for today so our first question from claudia on twitter dm I've recently shifted to e-commerce after shutting my retail store. I pay for Facebook ads, Google ads, a website, and email marketing. Are these costs incurred to my market to market my business tax deductible? So any costs that you incur to advertise your business are tax deductible from an overall tax point of view. The bits you need to be really careful of, if you're VAT registered, um, is whether you can claim the VAT on them or if there is VAT on them. So Facebook and Google are 
particularly uh, messy, shall we say. Um, some of their uh, some of them charge VAT, but it's uh, Irish VAT, so it's a reverse charge. Some of them don't charge VAT whatsoever, so it's really important that you check wherever you're spending your money, check the invoices you get as to whether you can claim the VAT or if there is any VAT to claim. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, whether it's personal tax or corporation tax, all those costs are tax deductible. So I hope that helps Claudia. If you're not sure on the VAT thing, get in touch with an accountant or a bookkeeper, they'll be able to help you. Okay, we've got a question from Thea on Facebook Messenger. Hi, Johan, you, you captured exactly what I'm going through right now. I have a vision to start a business, but I haven't got to starting, start, act, I haven't gotten to start acting on it yet. What are the elements to focus on when writing your first plan? As I said earlier, Thea, keep it simple. What's your business? What are you going to sell? How are you going to make money? And what's it co going to cost you to make those sales? Um, and how are you going to get word out? How are you going to tell people that you're there? Um, telling people that you're there is really important. And to keep telling people you're there is really important. There's a lot of businesses that close down and say, oh, there was no local support. Actually, did you tell any of the locals that you were running your business, that the restaurant was there and you could use it? Um, a lot of people don't. They think they don't spend money and time on advertising. Uh, you don't have to spend money on advertising. You can just invest some time and spread it on social media and stuff. Um, but yeah, so overall, what's the business going to do? What are you going to sell, whether it's a service or a product? How much is it going to cost you to sell that service or product? and telling people all about it. They are the four key areas to get down on that napkin-sized bit of paper or onto your A4 bit of paper at max if you like to read. So personally, I'm a bullet points person. I like bullet points. It's short. It's easy. And that triggers my memory of what I was thinking at the time. Other people prefer paragraphs, and that's fine, but keep it as concise as you can. Um, otherwise, you'll end up spending loads and loads of time writing this huge document, and by the time you've written it, it's out of date, something's changed, um, you know, and then it's just a waste of time. So keep your plans short and sweet so that when you have to revamp them, which sometimes in small businesses can be weekly, then just uh, it's not a huge time investment wasted. So just keep a nice short plan, what you're going to sell, how you're going to tell people, what's going to cost to sell. I hope that helps, Thea. Okay, we've got Reed from Instagram DM, a question from him, from them. Um, how do I register for self-assessment? So Reed, what you need to do is you need to go to HMRC's website. Um, and if you Google, how do I register for self-assessment? The HMRC normally is the top one that comes up. Um, make sure that whatever you're looking at is a, ends with gov.uk because uh, that's the official HMRC website. If you go there, there's a ability, you've got the option to self register for self-assessment there, and it'll talk, it'll walk you through basically what's a wizard. So it asks you lots of questions, gets you to answer some details, and then it'll help you apply for your self-assessment records once they know what, quite what you're doing. Um, so yeah, visit the HMRC website, uh, which is, uh, or Google it, and it's gov.uk at the end, just to make sure you've got the right one. I hope that helps. 
Margot from Facebook Messenger has asked, hello, can I take advantage of the furlough scheme by hiring some employees and getting them to work a smaller number of hours per week? I run a grocery delivery service with two employees and need some extra help handling operations. Okay, Margot, so if you're hiring people to then put them on furlough, that you won't be able to do that. To be able to be putting someone on furlough, they've got to have been working for you before the 30th of October this year. Um, so any new employees will not be able to go on to your furlough. So what you would need to do instead is hire them on part-time contracts. So if you only actually need them for 15 hours a week each, then that's what you would need to do. Uh, just offer them a 15-hour-a-week contract. Um, so, yeah, you can't put someone on furlough if they didn't start working for you before the 30th of October 2022, uh, 2020. So I hope that helps, Margot. We have got a question from Clifford from Twitter DM. Good morning. What are the must-have tools that small businesses should be investing in in the initial year? I run a small e-commerce business and deal with phone and computer accessories. So for me, must-have tools is a cost-effective but fantastic bit of accounting software. QuickBooks is the one we always recommend. Um, and then from there, if your website is running, if it's your own personal built website, uh, finding a way to streamline the, the sales data from the website into QuickBooks is the next best step. Um, and then using something like QuickBooks's receipt capture or receipt bank to capture all your expenses and bills and put that into QuickBooks as well is really important as well. Basically, it's about investing as little time as necessary into your accounts and bookkeeping. Um, it's about automation, and there's lots of ways around to do that. Um, other tools I would suggest for an e-commerce business would be something like um, an email marketing tool. So you've got MailChimp, um, you've got MailerLite, which we use. There's lots of these email marketing tools where you can keep track of everyone's e email addresses and send out advertising emails to them if they give you permission to do so. Um, and potentially if you're talking, if you're posting on several different uh, social media websites, you'd probably benefit from something, uh, from a social media posting tool that will post to multiple sites at the same time for you and allow you to schedule those posts. Um, so yeah, those are, I would, have, I would say Clifford, for your type of business, they would be the primary tools that you ought to be looking for in the first year. Um, we have got a question from Wilfred from Twitter DM. I have a day job and I also work part-time for increasing income uh, that I recently started. Do I need to pay national insurance separately from income on my from my part-time job? So if you've got a day job that's employed and you've got a part-time job that's also employed, so by employed, I mean you're getting a payslip at the end of each pay period and you are paying tax and national insurance through the payee system, then your employers will deal with your national insurance for you through your payslips. So you don't need to do anything else. If any of your jobs are self-employed, then you will need to look at doing your tax return and that will tell you if you're due any more national insurance over and above what you've already paid for your payee job. I uh, hope that helps, Wilfred. Our uh, next question is from Quinton on Facebook Messenger. 
Hi, Johan. What are the key things to keep in mind when applying for a loan from a bank? I'm upgrading my design setup to expand into other capabilities and need funds to onboard some expensive equipment and software. Okay, Quinton. So banks are being very, very um, restrictive and conservative with lending out money at the moment. What we would uh, suggest is having a look at the bounce back loan or the C-bills loan, because that's pretty much the only business funding loans that banks are giving out at the moment. Um, the bounce back loan, if you've not already used it, um, it's very simple to apply for. You can just apply for your bank and it's very, you know, they've got a form, it's very simple. C-bills will want management accounts, annual accounts, et cetera, because it's a more detailed and it's a bigger loan. Um, but basically banks are looking for affordability. If you're a small one-person one business, they'll probably check your credit rating as well as the businesses. Um, but affordability is the main main key, so demonstrating you can afford the plan and how the loan is going to help you increase your revenue is really important. Um, so I hope that helps, Quinton. Um, Hillary from Instagram DM, what should I keep in mind when hiring an accountant? That is a good question. So when you're hiring an accountant, there's a few things to check. Do they understand your business? Um, do they understand you and your personal situation? Do they uh, are they someone you get on you can get on with? You know, if there's a personality clash, then it's start, it's never a good start to a, a business relationship. Um, so you need to be able to get on with them, and you, they need to deliver what you're looking for. So if you're looking for an accountant that um, can't that will answer their phone or respond to emails outside of Monday to Friday, nine till five, because you're, that's when you've got your questions, that's when you're doing your accounts and your books, then you need to make sure that, that is something they offer before you sign up with them. So work out what support you need. Have a chat with a few different accountants. Which one do you get on well with? Which ones don't you get on well with? Um, a lot of people just tie it, just look at the costs, um, but there's a lot more to it. And you have to remember this should be a long-term working relationship. So it needs to be something you think is uh, viable for the long run, not just a short uh, one-off transaction experience. So I hope that helps, Hilary. Got a question from Irene from Twitter DM. I've been working part-time for the last three months. Do I need to declare myself as self-employed? I make about £400 a month through my part-time work. So if you're part-time and you're getting a payslip at the end, then you don't need to do anything about it because you're being declared to HMRC at that time. If you're part-time and you're doing something else self-employed, like you're running your own little business on the side, then yes, you need to talk to HMRC about becoming registered for self-assessment tax returns. But if you're not doing any of that, you're just working a normal job but on a part-time basis and you get a payslip from your employer each month or each week, however often they pay you, then you don't need to worry about talking to uh, HMRC about being self-employed. Uh, Stefan from Instagram DM. As a sole trader, how do I pay myself from my business and how much should I put aside to pay my tax? Really good question, Stefan. So what we advise people normally to do is put 20% of their income into a separate bank account for their tax return. 
The chances are you're not going to use all of that for your tax return because you do get a tax allowance, tax-free allowance and stuff. But you're better off having too much in that pot and being able to take the leftover money out at the end of the tax year and spend it on something nice and treat it as a savings pot, as it were, rather than having not enough money and not being able to afford to pay the tax bill. If you're a sole trader, basically you just need to record any money that you take out of the business and use yourself. And then you'll declare that as drawings on your tax return and then your accounts or your accountant will do that for you. Um, so, uh, but what you're drawing out the business is not what you're earning as profit and what's taxable. The bit that will be taxed is the profit of the business, um, not your drawings. So it's really important to get that right. Uh, Raphael from Facebook Messenger. Hi, Johan. How, how expensive is it to outsource bookkeeping? Should we do our own bookkeeping? I'm in the process of starting a supply chain business, packaging materials, and two of us, and we'll start operating from the new year. So how long, how expensive is it to outsource your bookkeeping is the same as asking how long is a piece of string. Um, it varies. It depends on how much bookkeeping you've got. It depends on how frequently you want it done. Um, what I would suggest is... Uh, have a chat with a local bookkeeper or accountant, get an idea of a price, get a few different quotes in. There are some different models. So we have two models. We do hand-holding and hands-off. Hands-off, we will, uh, we help you, we do all the bookkeeping for you. That's more expensive. But hand-holding, we help you to learn to do your own bookkeeping, which we think in the first year is really important that you understand the finances of your business on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and that, because we're just helping you to do your own work, is a cheaper option. So have a look if there's an accountant or a bookkeeper that you want to work with that will offer something like that. So a support package or a full do-it-yourself, do-everything-for-you package. And uh, there's a few different variations there for you to look at. So I hope that helps. Our last question today is from Ursula from Facebook Messenger. I've researched a lot about setting up a limited company versus being a sole trader, but still can't make my mind up. There's always they always give advantages to both sides. I'm a marketing marketing consultant and may start an agency in the future. Does setting up a limited company make sense for me now? So Ursula, I'd go and get advice from an accountant or a bookkeeper um, about your situation because there are some tax changes coming in for next year at the moment called the IR35 scheme, which will impact you as a contractor or an agency uh, potentially, depending on how you become an agency. Um, if you're limited so you really need to go and have a conversation with an accountant on a one-to-one -one basis where we get to understand all the uh, things that are going on in your life financially so we can work out what the best scenario is for you it's not something I could just answer straight over a from a message such as that because um, there's lots of different factors to take into consideration so go and get that expert advice um, if you need it so we are going to wrap up. The poll results are in. And the poll question was we asked you was, is Brexit impacting your business? And 100% of you said yes. This is really interesting because we have over 300 clients and very few, if any, are being impacted by uh, Brexit, maybe half a dozen at max. Um, so it's very much, it's very interesting to know that 
there are small businesses out there that are going to be impacted by Brexit. Um, you know, we are, it's an uncertain time, especially with trade negotiations and stuff still going on. Um, so like with any of these changes, like when tax changes and stuff come in, keep talking to your accountants and bookkeepers, keep reading up on uh, official sources from the government and stuff. Don't invest too much time listening to Bob down the pub or on Facebook and trying to tell you what it all means. You know, read into it yourself. Read the emails that are coming from Companies House and HMRC about Brexit um, and just keep up to date as best you can with the information. Uh, and with that information, you'll be able to keep going, moving forwards, hopefully. Now, while we're talking about Brexit, today at noon, Interact QuickBooks will be hosting a webinar on the topic of small businesses trade dialogue, trading with the EU and global opportunities. You'll learn and get support from European small business experts on how to use the trade, uh, how to use trade as a tool to economic recovery and growth. And we'll share the link uh, on our live feeds. If you have any other questions, then please get in touch with the QuickBooks support team or myself we are at jgbc.co.uk. And coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Tommy and Rebecca, the co-founders of Bamboo Brush, a purpose-driven company whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people across the world with their products, which are fighting plastic production. So tune in to get more advice on how your business can make small changes and be more sustainable and make a positive impact on the planet. Remember, if you need any more advice, join the official Interquick QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. There's accountants and bookkeepers on hand and business experts 24-7 to answer your question. Thank you very much for your time. I really enjoyed answering your questions this morning. So I hope you have a great day.